0: Hey, everybody, Pastor Jack Pidgeon. This is Living With Purpose. Grab your Bible and a notebook. We are going to be continuing our study on the honor of God. This is a subject that is near and dear to me. You know, I think every kid grows up and we see movies about, you know, good guys and bad guys and knights and, you know, acts of heroism and and all these things. And we're drawn to it because there's honor in them. And um, all honor comes from God. And uh, so, a lot of times, the world will try and imitate that, and and produce heroes of movies and all these types of things. But you know, um, acting like a hero and living like a hero are two very, very different things. And uh, I want to live like a hero, and I want to be an honorable person. And I used to think that you know the hero was the guy that you know during the war, and somebody threw a grenade. You know, the hero threw himself on top of the grenade just to spare everybody else. And, you know, that's a very heroic action indeed. But, you know, real heroes are men and women that get up every single day and do what God has called them to do for um, for their whole lives. And maybe it's a man that goes to a job that really he doesn't want to do or doesn't want to have it. I'm, I'm not saying, you know, with faith, we don't have to live that way, but I'm saying, it's somebody that every day decides to get up and be the best version of themselves that they can be, to live an honorable life. It's not something that I'm just trying to do to put on an act, uh, to try and portray myself as an actor or what is an honorable person. Um, the honor of God is something that should permeate our entire being. It should, it should be filled in our church services you know, it, it, honor is more than stained glass and incense and candles. Honor is a way of life that we should all try to assimilate ourselves into, because when we portray the honor of God, it's going to draw the whole world to us. You know, I was reading in Matthew, you know, it talks about being the light of the world and someone doesn't take a light and put it under a basket and hide it but no we put it on a lampstand so the whole world can see it so let your lives so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven when we live an honorable life i'm going to show you when we do and live honorable things we have an opportunity to bring honor to the father and last week we were talking about jabez And one of the first instances in the Bible where the word honor or honorable is used, um, it's used with this uh, person named Jabez. And he was in 1 Chronicles 4-9. And uh, as we talked about last week, it says, now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez. But I want you to know there was a cross reference there. And it took me back to a verse in Genesis chapter 34, 19. And let me just tell you up front, we're gonna butcher some names today. So just get ready. That's why you wanna have your Bible, uh, because I will do my best. And when I meet these people in heaven, I will apologize. I will honor them. And I'm not dishonoring them by by butchering their names. So please forgive me. But I want you to look and there's, this is a, One of the most, um, it's a very uncomfortable, unsettling account of some things that took place back in the book of Genesis, but it had to do with honor. And uh, let me just try and give you a a little bit of a background on what's happening here. Uh, You've got Jacob and his sons, and they are kind of uh, coming into the land of Canaan and um, Diana was one of the daughters of Leah who was born to Jacob. And it says that when they got into Canaan, that Diana, she went out into the land. Well, she went out into the land. There was uh, a young man and his name was Shechem, S-C-H-E-C-H-E-M. I hope I'm getting that right. His name was Shechem. And uh, matter of fact, Genesis thirty-four nineteen said, um, I'm sorry, in Genesis 34, that as Diana went out into the land, that there was the son of the king, his name was Shechem. Shechem saw Diana, saw that she was very pretty. And the Bible says in Genesis 34, 1, that Shechem forced himself on Dinah. Dinah, D-I-N-A-H, Diana or Dinah. He forced himself on her. And if we'll notice, if you go all the way down to Genesis 34, 26, that he actually kept her. Now, um, this was unheard of. It's unheard of today, and uh, it's even more unheard of then. There was a great dishonor because Diana was not married. Her father and her brothers were her protectors. And when these brothers found out that their daughter had been forcibly and and I hate to even use the word raped, but it was not uh, It was not the best scenario what this young man had did. But you know what, this young man, it says he loved her. And you know, uh, what he did is uh, despicable. What he did was, uh, uh, should have never happened. It was a, a blot uh, in his life and it was a very, very serious thing. And, but the Bible says that he loved her. And he wanted to do the right thing by her. Now, I want you to I want you to hear this verse um, in Genesis 34, 19. And I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but just stay with me. It says, So the young man did not delay to do this thing because he delighted in Jacob's daughter. He was more honorable than all the household of his father. I want you to notice that the same verbs the same the same term that's used to describe Jabez which says that he was more honorable than his brothers is the same term that's used here when it says that he's more honorable than anyone in his own house how in the world could this young man Shechem be considered to be honorable considering what he had done you know it's a it's a it's a horrible story of what happened His choice and his decision ended up having every male in his tribe or in his genealogy eradicated. Because what two of the brothers did, Levi and Simeon, um, after um, Shechem had did what he did when he had forced himself on Dinah, he then went to Jacob and he asked for Dinah's hand, said, I love her. I want to make her my wife let us us form this covenant between your people and my people. We'll give you our daughters, you give us yours, and we'll become this great people. And so, um, you know, you just didn't do this thing to, 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 these, to, to these people. These brothers and Jacob, they were mad. And, uh, you know, they wanted revenge for what had been done to their sister. That was a despicable thing that Shechem had done, no matter what his reason was. And so, Levi and Simeon come up with this plan And so they go to Shechem and say, hey, that all sounds great. We only need one thing. We need every male in your tribe, the Hivites, to circumcise themselves because that's a sign of our covenant. And so if you will also circumcise all your males, then uh, we'll all be the same and then we can exchange daughters and we can live this life. Well, to Shechem, he was like, man, that's great. So he went to his father, who was the king. He says, look, we can have look at all the wealth that these people have look at all you could tell that there was something different about them if we'll just do this one thing circumcision i don't think they understood what circumcision really meant i i can't imagine in this day and age with all the technology we have that it's still something pleasant i can't imagine that back thousands and thousands of years ago that this was something that was not if not incredibly painful uh, incredibly dangerous and so uh shechem Uh, was able to persuade the father and all the men to get themselves circumcised. And uh, so the men do this. I don't know how they do it. I don't care how they do it. It was painful. It was bloody. Um, And so Simon and Levi said it waited three days. Well, why did they wait three days? Because the men of the city were so incapacitated by the pain. See, they didn't have Tylenol. They didn't have Advil, they didn't have Demerol, they did not have any painkillers. You know, they were taking a sharp rock and basically performing surgery uh, on themselves and uh, incredibly painful. They were incredibly sore and they were so sore that only two men went through the camp and it says, and it killed all the males. It totally cost, what Shechem did cost, uh, cost him his life, his father's life, and the life of all the men. But yet, why does the Bible say he was more honorable than all the household of his father? This is why. Because even though Shechem had done something that was wrong, even though Shechem had done something that was deserving of death, he took responsibility for it. He didn't just force himself on this woman and then cast her out and treat her like a piece of garbage. It said that he generally, genuinely loved her and wanted to make her his wife. He wanted to do right by her. Even though he had done something that was very, very wrong, he, he took responsibility for his actions and he acted honorably in that way. I would dare to say that the world today, that very, very few people take any responsibility for any of their actions we live in a world today where we want to hold each other 100 accountable for everything that they've ever done wrong we want to we want to you know you can't say anything do anything joke about anything we want instant ramifications for whatever you say or whatever you do but yet when it comes to our own personal lives we don't take any personal responsibility We, we we shrug things off you know like that's just the way that it is, and, and no one was ever did that to me, or I was born that way, or you know, whatever. No one takes responsibility, but yet here is this young man who did something that was well-deserving of punishment, and uh, he took responsibility. He did something that was honorable in the midst of a very, very dishonorable situation, and the Bible says that he was more honorable than all the men in his family. You know, it only takes one person in each family to stand up and to start trying to live an honorable life. You might come from a a long line of people that were, you know, took no responsibility for anything, that, you know, lived by the seat of their pants, that were, you know, dishonorable in every way, shape, or form. You know, it's dishonorable for us when we cheat. It's dishonorable when we lie. It's dishonorable when we manipulate people. It's dishonorable um when we try and, and fool or rob or or you know counterfeit something. Um we should never ever, you know, getting over on somebody is not an honorable life. You know, manipulating somebody, swindling somebody, conning somebody, I don't care how big the con or how good you are at it, that is a very, very, very dishonorable thing to do to somebody, to purposely lie or to try and take something from somebody that doesn't belong to you you are dishonorable when you do that. And when you act dishonorably, you move yourself away from the blessing of God. And really what you're doing is, let's say that I rob somebody for, I I manipulate or I con somebody, I treat them dishonorably, disrespectfully, and I do it for $10. Well, I'm setting myself up for that hundredfold in the negative direction. So now then somebody's going to come to me, and when they treat me dishonorably or when they try and get something from me, it doesn't cost me $10, now it's going to cost me $1,000 because I have set this thing in motion through my dishonor, and now it's going to work backwards. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 5, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that will he reap. Well, if everything in the Bible, if everything that I do is a seed, I want to make sure that I am constantly sowing honor wherever I am. I want to honor people that don't deserve it. Uh, I want to honor people, you know, if you're driving the streets of Houston, Texas these days, you know, there's a lot of dishonor that takes place on the roadways on a regular basis. But, you know, when I choose to honor that person, hey, let me just give you a, a, a great little tip on how to live an honorable life it's not personal. A lot of the things that are happening to you right now, a lot of the things that we get upset about, a lot of things that we just wanna lose our minds over that people are doing, just keep this in mind, it's not personal. What they're doing is not a direct, um, uh, it's not a tool that they're using to get to you specifically, that's just the way that they are. And so that's helped me so much that when someone cuts me off, ah, it's not personal. When someone treats me dishonorably, oh, it's not personal. And really, when I can learn to honor people that are actually dishonoring me, it's like weight training for the spirit. It's resistance training. I'm actually gonna start growing spiritual muscle because I am honoring somebody that A, surely hasn't deserved any honor, I'm honoring somebody that, hey, they're demanding it. I'm from, you have to honor me because of, of who I am or where, you know, the, the position that I have. We have to be able to separate honoring an office and honoring a person, you know? You might not agree with a person that sits in the office of authority in your city, in your state, in your country. You might not agree with their political. You might think that that, you know, they're taking this country to hell in a handbag and they very well may, but you know what? I honor the office, I honor my mayor, I honor my governor, I honor my my president, whether I agreed for them or whether I voted for them or not. It's not about them, it's about me. It's about keeping me in a place where I can honor. And one of the most honorable things that you and I can do is to take responsibility for our actions, no matter what the cost, amen? Well, we're coming to the end of the broadcast. Please, please follow us on Facebook. You know, we have a lot, we have a year's worth of teaching on YouTube, a lot of great stuff on the renewing of the mind and on marriage. Um, This is one of my favorite subjects, the honor of God. I look forward to sharing more and more of it with you. Stay with us, like us on Facebook, share the videos. You know, there's a million ways that you can help get this word out, but just know this, that Jesus is Lord and he's coming real soon. We'll see you next time.